Welcome to Diverse, a Society of Women Engineers podcast. SWE gives women engineers a unique place and voice within the engineering community. On Diverse, we highlight incredible women in STEM and discover who they are at home, at work, and everywhere in between. You can find all of our episodes online at podcast.swe.org or wherever you stream your favorite podcasts. Hello, I'm your host, Sam East, and welcome to Diverse, a sweet podcast. When you sit down to enjoy your favorite food, drinks, you may not immediately think, wow, engineers made this meal possible. But by the end of today's episode, you may see that differently. We're going behind the scenes with two women engineers who specialize in the equipment that makes cheese and other dairy products. And I'm so excited to speak with them about the role engineers play in our food systems. Many thanks to Tetra Pak for sponsoring this episode. So without further ado, let's introduce our speakers. I am joined by Lexi Helt, a process engineer, and Samantha Bizdaka, a manager of process engineering, both at Tetra Pak. Welcome to the show, Samantha and Lexi. Hi, Sam. Hey, thanks for having us join. Yeah, excited. We are so excited to have you both. And as we usually do on the podcast, we like to take it back to the beginning. So let's set the stage for a moment and learn about the the origins of how you both got started in STEM and engineering. Can you share about your engineering backgrounds, how you found your way into this field of dairy product processing? Lexi, we'll start with you. Sure. I always like to start this story by saying, you know, I grew up on my family's farm. It was kind of a hobby farm where we had a little bit of many different types of animals, but that really started like my foundation in the egg industry and kind of started the building blocks to my engineering career. From there, I went on to University of Wisconsin River Falls and started a major in agriculture engineering. I picked that major because I love the egg industry and I was really good at math, kind of a math nerd. And that seemed to be the best fit at the time. And from there, I went on to looking at a career where I could match my passion and my work and make both the best option for me. So that's kind of how I got into the food dairy process industry. Mm. And in your family, because you had that that farming background, agricultural background as it was, were you the first to sort of forge this path in engineering? I actually wasn't. My my entire family, most of my family went on to get a higher education. And the farm is actually kind of a hobby farm where we all work full time and mm. participate in the farm on the weekends and evenings and stuff like that. So uh, a lot of hard work and dedication, mm-hmm. but it's definitely worth it. So mm, That's so interesting. And Samantha, what about you? Yeah. So if I think about kind of the first exposures that I had to STEM and engineering, I think all the way back to in elementary school, like fourth, fifth, and then sixth grade, I did this program called Destination Imagination. Hmm. And it was a cool program where there was a set of different challenges and you kind of got to pick what challenge you wanted to work on. And then everyone that picked that challenge formed a team and you were working on solving that problem throughout the school year. And then at the end, it kind of came into putting on a performance and showcasing like how you were solving that problem. So it was, yeah, my first exposure to kind of working on a team and almost like project engineering at the elementary level. Mm. Um, And my dad was an electrician and he was the coach of my team. So he's teaching us like how to wire circuits and do system controls. 
So I think that that and some of the other influences from my family kind of led me to being more interested in like the science and math side of school. Mm -hmm. Um, And then looking further down the line into my schooling, I also thought I wanted to do something to support the environment. So when I did go to school, I started off, I went to the University of Minnesota, started off undecided, kind of not knowing how to support the environment, just like Mm. thinking in my head, that's where I wanted to go. And the degree that I found was bioproducts and systems engineering, which had an environmental engineering track within it. So I thought that's kind of how I found my home in that major. Mm -hmm. And there was three different tracks in that major. One was bioproducts and the other one was actually food engineering. And we had this coursework that was the same for all three of them, like your fluids, mass balances, heat transfer. But then the courses that were emphasized for food engineering were more ones that I resonated with, like microbiology and food science courses where we got to go to the lab and like pull apart a homogenizer, look at particle distribution from spray dryers. So I think that's what really pulled me into food engineering. And then I saw Tetra Pak posted a job on the University of Minnesota job board for process engineer around cheese equipment. Hmm. And that really intrigued me. And I've been at Tetra Pak for the last 10 years now. Um, so found Tetra Pak right outside of school, really kind of fell in love with the career and moved to the management role about two and a half years ago. Wow. So Samantha, you know, to focus on this a little bit, I think a lot of people might not know what exactly food en- engineering entails. Could mm-hmm. you give our listeners some insight into what a typical day looks like for you and also some of the engineering challenges that you may face? Sure. Yeah. So to start with kind of like a scope of what Lexi and I do for Tetra Pak, in our Winstead, Minnesota office, we make equipment that uh, makes cheese and commercial dairy plants. And my team, Lexi focuses more just on the cheese equipment. My team integrates that cheese equipment into a full solution, plant solution for our customers. And we do not just the cheese equipment, but our filtration modules, Tetra Pak filtration modules, evaporators, dryers, separators, um, plate heat exchangers. And we're designing the full system. So sizing the lines to get product from one piece of equipment to the other, sizing, specifying the components, sizing the pumps. And that's what my team works on. In the management role, I do, my day looks a little different than it did when I was process engineering. But because of the nature of our projects being pretty large, a typical day looks different when during the different phases of the project. So at the beginning, we are heavy focused on design work, doing the mass balance, the process timing schedule, and then those two kind of feed into building the plant's block flow. Then we go into more detailed design, specifying the components, doing like a process and instrument diagram, sizing all the equipment. And then my team actually goes to site to check the installation of everything. We also, 3D model has become a really big thing that we include on all of our projects. So we 3D model the whole thing and then our install team can install to that 3D model. And then we go to site to check installation and then we actually get to start up the plant and run like performance tests on the product and then hand it over to the customer. So it's really cool that we are part of the full life cycle of the project from the sales phase, figuring out what the customer wants to do all the way to 
commissioning the project and then getting all the lessons learned to take to the next project. Mm-hmm. And then in the management role, I also get to network now a lot more with my counterparts globally across Tetra Pak. So the engineering managers from like Brazil and Mexico, we also have a Vernon Hills, like kind of Chicago area office, New Zealand, India. So I really like that. I get to work kind of globally and support our engineering team. Mm. And Lexi, what about you? What does a, a typical day look like for you in your role? Yeah, so my work actually feeds directly into uh, many times into Samantha's team's um, whole integration. So I focus deeply on the individual pieces of equipment. There I'm creating the piping and instrumentation diagram for the piece of equipment, ensuring you know the the pipe sizes are correctly, the pump is sized correctly, and the valves are going to, you know, operate efficiently, that that piece of equipment equipment is going to run the product, be safe for the operators, and meet the customer requirements. So from there, I'm usually the start of the project. It comes, the project will come into our team's work, and I will start my work right away. And after that, when I transfer to mechanical engineering, and electrical engineering. I'm working close with both engineers to ensure that, you know, we are being collaborative and all on the same page. So there's many phases of my work. Sometimes I'm in deep design phase. Next, I'm in a more collaborative team phase where I'm working with other engineers to ensure that we are completing the project. And then I work, move into more of a production phase where the equipment's being built we're ensuring that it is per printer per our documents. And there are times too when I am going to site, if there's any issue resolution resolution needed, uh, any improvements needed, or just for education. So mm. and Lexi, would you be able to speak to more of the surprising things that you've learned about the role that engineers play in supporting our food systems? Well, one thing, so I've been working at Tetra Pak for almost two years now, and actually came from a previous industry, a different industry. And so I'm fairly new into the uh, food industry myself. But when I first started, I remember going to a plant and just looking at how vast, I mean, the plant is huge in the, the millions of pounds of cheese that are produced just in one day. And to think, you know, looking at all the piping, because <laughs> I am processed. So I'm looking at the piping and all the valves and the pumps and going, wow, you know, engineers designed that. They visioned that, Mm. then they came to the site and installed it and ensured that it's working. So it's just, you know, I can see in my head the multiple hours and work and the thinking around that and then Mm. to see it come to life. It's in the way that, you know, we get the opportunity to also communicate with the customers and, you know, if they have needs or requirements where we can help to meet those needs and requirements so that they can produce food for everyone. Mm. Um, perhaps this is not an engineering uh, centric question, but I got to know what kind of cheese are we working with here? I love a charcuterie. <laughs> so my mind went to what, what kind of cheese varieties are you guys working with? <laughs> yeah, I guess in the, in Winstead, we really specialize in cheddar, mozzarella mm. and string cheese. Nice. Yep. So. Okay. The, the, the but, standard basic, but, but necessary. Like everybody no, loves yeah. those. Yep. Yep. We like to talk about the stretchability of, you know, mozzarella. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Melt well on a pizza, all that, oh, yeah. you know, so. 
<laughs> and Samantha, what about you? What have you learned about the role that engineers play in supporting our food systems? I think kind of similar to Lexi, where just looking at how much goes into putting one product on the shelf and like even mm. st- taking a step back from Tetra Pak's role and all the hours and design work and how many different engineers and different types of engineers are touching a design, even taking a step back and looking at like the very beginning, like the cows on the farm, Mm -hmm. there's just as much attention that's paid to like what the cows are eating, Mm -hmm. the type of bedding that they're sitting on, um, how the cows milk, how the milk is tested for quality and how it gets to the plant. And so like taking that step back and like, there's so much attention paid to every single step of getting milk from the farm to that food that's on the shelf. Mm-hmm. And that's something we might not even consider when we're buying our our mozzarella for our pizza that we're making that night. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I understand that Tetra Pak is the world's largest food processing and packaging company, international reach with more than 5,000 patents. What do you both enjoy the most about working for Tetra Pak specifically? Samantha, we'll start with you. Yep. So I really do love how global Tetra Pak is. Um, if your our projects on the processing side can be really large, where you've got a project team, like say my project team working on the front end, what process design, and then you've got Lexi's team working on the equipment itself. And then we've got uh, different engineers from globally touching the different areas of the plant, like maybe the evaporator and dryer, or the powder handling. So I like that we get to work with people across the globe with different cultures and gain different perspectives. Um, and then with that, while we're working with them on the project work, then we get to learn about what they've done on other projects and just gain more knowledge to make us better as well. So I just really love how global we are. And then I also like that I've continuously challenged at Pack. I've been I touch a pack for 10 years and continue to just learn more and feel like I can do better and learn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you wouldn't stay with a, in one company without that sort of trajectory for your own career and that possibility to grow. Right. And what about you, Lexi? I like to say opportunity. And Tetra Pak for me is just open so many doors to different opportunities. What I've seen in my two years here at Tetra Pak is that if you want to expand your knowledge in a certain area or gain a different skill set, Tetra Pak has the opportunity for you to do that. And you can really mm-hmm. shape your career and your knowledge base however you want to. If you want to travel more, there's those opportunities. You know, if I want to reach out and learn more about cottage cheese or semi hard cheese, different fresh cheeses, I have lots of opportunity to be able to do that. So I really enjoy the ability to be able to go on beyond my job description Mm -hmm. and seek more. And it's a, it's satisfying for me. And that's what I need in a job to be able to better my career. Uh, Would a job perk include sampling these items? (laughs) For sure. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Clearly I'm getting very hungry just uh, listening to you both talk about this. No, but that's excellent. It sounds like there's always room for growth and opportunity and learning, which is what really anyone wants, especially when they're starting their career to know this about the, the company that they may be working for. Yeah, definitely. Are you both seeing any emerging technologies or trends that could you know, shape the future of how we process dairy products? Samantha, we'll start with you. Yeah, I think that the biggest thing is seeing 
the attention that's paid to the sustainability of processing dairy. So there's a lot of different initiatives out there to support this. There's like Pathways to Dairy Net Zero, Dairy Sustainability Alliance, and more. But there's been a big focus on how can we use less energy to produce these products from the very beginning at the farm to then that product out the door. So that's been a a big focus in what we're exploring in design work as well on our side. Mm -hmm. And Lexi, what about you? Any emerging technologies, maybe trends that could shape the future of how we process dairy products? Definitely the sustainability side that Samantha touched on. But another thing that I'm also seeing is a lot of like data collection, right? So Mm -hmm. moving towards more automated systems, tracking different things, and the tracking also touches Uh, point on the sustainability. If Mm. we can track to see, you know, how much water uh, is there in waste is what is going down the drain? How much are we using for uh, power consumption? All that data is helping us as engineers make better decisions for our customers and be able to have the tools and resources to be able to help meet their goals towards net zero. Mm -hmm. Uh, And lots of history, right? There's a lot we can learn from history. I think that's not just in the food industry. It's a common theme there. So the more data we have, the more, the better decisions that we can make for our customers. Mm -hmm. Samantha, you've been with the company for 10 plus years now. What are some of the changes that you've noticed in particular when it comes to improvements to sustainability? Yeah, Um, I would say there's some things that we've been doing since I started at Tetra Pak, always trying to like water conservation and Mm -hmm. heat regeneration Mm -hmm. throughout the plant. I would say it's, we've been going more to like using every, like before maybe some water, it was okay. It would go down the drain um, if it was from a smaller stream. And now there's some projects that are like even capturing that and sending that back to the utilities and make, keep trying to keep most, as much as we can out of like the wastewater system as well. And like separating streams for maybe a more concentrated chemical goes down a different system to be treated differently than a more dilute cleaning solution water. So I think that there's just being more paid attention to like capturing as much as we can. Whereas before I was like, well, that doesn't make sense. It's not value added to capture that. So we'll let that go down the drain or not capture that energy. Now it's more focused on how much can we do and uh, it's becoming more value added to capture more, I guess. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm assuming because we have a, a lot of women, of course, listening to the podcast, but they might be listening now and might be feeling really enthusiastic about all that you've been saying. Perhaps they are foodies who, you know, their ears perked up when talking about cheese, or maybe they're just very passionate about putting their engineering skills to use in this specific industry of food and dairy. What advice would you both have for engineers who are interested in working in this specific sector. Lexi, you've been in it for about two years now, so a bit of a newer perspective. What would you say to that? I would say to anyone is that the food industry is vast and diverse and don't limit yourself. Just because you have maybe a more specific skill set or a totally different skill set that you think might not fit in the food industry, it definitely does. It, there's lots of opportunity for it to fit. There, there are so many different types of jobs in the food industry, and there are so many different skill sets needed. I mean, the food industry can find you a home. And if mm. it aligns with your passion, it is a great industry to work in. And there's always 
challenges that need to be solved. You know, a big part of the sustainability of the net zero, there's going to be a lot of work that is going to be needed to help our customers achieve these goals. Mm -hmm. And Samantha, what about you again? We've talked about how you've been working at Tetra Pak for about 10 years now. What, Mm -hmm. What advice would you give for engineers who are interested in working in this sector? I would say, just like Lexi said, there's a lot of different opportunities. Even just within our office, we have cheese technologists, which are more focused on like the food science side of it. Or we have, there's the mechanical engineers that are doing the actual mechanical design of the equipment. And then the process engineers integrating, or even just like, there's lots of opportunities working at plants themselves, being uh, a plant engineer, if you like being more hands-on on the floor or there's the quality side as well. So there's a lot of different opportunities and um, Lexi didn't start off in the food industry. So you could always switch as well. You don't have to start in the food industry. Mm. And for both of you, again, those those people listening right now who are wanting to take that next step, what's the best way to reach out to you with any questions they might have? And we'll start with Samantha. Sure. I mean, I can be reached by email or we also have some job postings right now that you can apply to. I've got actually two intern positions that'll be coming up this summer, a future talent position. So those positions are open that can be applied to. You can find these positions posted at tetrapackusa.com forward slash careers. And um, you could always reach out to me by email as well to ask any questions. Mm -hmm. And Lexi, what about you? Well, I'm for sure on LinkedIn and I always get those LinkedIn emails. So you can definitely find me on there, but my LinkedIn name is probably Alexis. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But also by email, for sure. I mean, reach out. I love to network with people and provide like any sort of mentorship when moving because I've done the industry switch myself. So, Mm. you know, great resource for that. Yeah, I think it's important for especially people who are up and coming to have those mentorship opportunities or even just having someone's time who's been able to work in the industry that they're interested in. So I thank you both for that generosity with those insights, with your time. Lexi and Samantha, thank you for joining us today on the Diverse Podcast. Yeah, thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you. I'm your host, Sam East. And from all of us at SWE, thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Diverse. Please don't forget to subscribe, leave a review, and share this episode with your social network. You can visit podcast.swe.org to keep up with our episodes and learn more about how the Society of Women Engineers empowers women to achieve their full potential as engineers and leaders.